Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. And I'm Porter Squish Toesies. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Not many people know what their life's worth. I do 70 grand. That's what they took from me, and that's what I was going to get back. Cue the theme song. This is Porter. Well, either I get my money or I'll kill Carter. And after that, I'm coming to get you. Val Resnick. I'm looking for Arthur Stegman. What about Carter? What about Fairfax? Call Mr. Bronson and see if we can do about getting my money back. Well, if you don't, you'll never see little Johnny again. My money, yes or no? Is that a yes? No. Wrong answer. All right. All right. All right. 1999. Sometimes I look up descriptions of uh, movies, and this one's getting called a neo-noir. This is a crime action drama. I don't know. That's what I would call it. Brian Hedgeland wrote and directed this. This is his first out-of-the-gate directorial debut. And we've got Mr. Mel Gibson, Greg Henry, Maria Bello, and David Pamer coming together for Payback. Uh... I can't remember when the first time I would have seen Payback was. I mean, I don't think that I would have like seen this in a theater. I don't think this was that flashy when it came out and definitely R-rated, pretty violent. Um, not too violent by any means, but just a violent movie. So I can see how this would appeal to only a, a smaller chunk of people, not like quite blockbuster material. But um, I remember really liking this movie back in the day. It was just super edgy and and the violence worked for it. It wasn't, I don't know. Um, I, I wanted to see this time around because um, it's come up for us recently. Was the violence too gratuitous? Like, or did it did it make sense? Did it serve the story? So that's one of the things I hope we talk about tonight, today, this morning, whenever. <laughs> this night? morning could be any time. We don't know. Could the be. sun is setting behind John though on his screen. So yep. that's interesting. I, uh, the foggy forest. I saw this when I was younger, and I always thought it was cool. Um, and uh, I definitely didn't see it in theater, but um, this was like the John Wick of its time—just a revenge movie about a guy who got wronged, and he like tries to kill everybody. Yeah, and it's fucking gritty. Yeah, it was like it's like first of its time, I think, to have this kind of grit. Not the first of its time to have grit, but it just had that different feel where it was. Um, I shouldn't say first of its kind at all. It's not the first of its kind, I think, to do this. But it did mix like a like a lightheartedness with that gritty action. Like this is like a this guy Porter is Max Payne kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, not yeah that kind of grittiness. I think yeah, that's why I guess neo noir maybe is a kind of a like he's got the the jacket and the leather jacket and stuff like that. Like at that time, he really seems like Max Payne more than anything. He's got that old voiceover, kind of like those old detective noirs. (laughs) His voice is fucking great. Mel's voice. It's so growly. I feel like the voiceover, the voiceover in this is once again, it's, it's done in a different way so that it's not as shitty. Um, it's really more so talking about his, uh, the darkness inside of him. Most of the time it's, very dark dialogue that he says when he's at the beginning of the movie. I think I think it was okay. It didn't really bother me. I don't, yeah, I don't I feel mean, like it, it, it hurt the movie. I think it, I think it adds something. It adds a flavor to it that that it doesn't have without it. Yeah, I I agree. When this movie starts, uh, it starts with Porter, who's a 
not so great guy, kind of a thief, rough guy. And um, we find out not too far into the movie, he's a former Marine. So, you know, that guy's got the skills to do some harm to people. Anyway, he uh, wakes up kind of on a table with a couple of bullets in his back and a creepy fucking smoky whiskey doctor has to dig the bullets out. And so he does. And Porter lets us know via voiceover while that is happening that um, someone grabbed 70 grand of his money and he was pretty much going to do whatever it took to get it back. So off he goes on his search for 70 grand. And there's a, a lot of running recurring jokes about the amount of money being 130, 140, 70, whatever. Um, and hijinks ensue. I mean, there's not much more to it. It's like they tell you within the first 30 seconds of the movie that you're just about to watch a revenge flick. And you need everything you need to know is actually in his first lines of voiceover. It's kind of, um, I would liken that beginning to something like... Um, uh, what's Stephen King's books? The um, the Dark Tower series. The first book and the first thing was like um, Roland went across the desert and the man in black followed. Like I, I'm butchering that, but it's just like a super slick opening and right away, like within one to two sentences, you know exactly what's going on. I like that. Yeah. It's a nice direct opening. Making him likable. Um, we talk about this a lot. Uh, I feel like I do like him in the beginning of the movie. Um, I'm, I... I uh, someone was talking about, I can't remember if it was you or Brent was talking when we were watching this about how it establishes his, um, his ability. Like he, he gets bullets taken out of him and he hits the street and within like a very short amount of time, he has money, a suit, uh, IDs, He's credit cards. Pro. Yeah. And it's all you believable get that right how away. he does it. At least it was believable in 99, uh, how he acquired everything. He, he he did some pickpocketing. He uh, he went to the bank and forged some uh, documents with the fake the ID stole. Yeah, he looks for a guy that looks for him, accounts. right? To pickpocket. Yeah, I dig the music too. And all this is going on. It just works because it, the music. Um, it, it's kind of um, it's kind of upbeat. No one I knew of, anyway. Chris Boardman um, and Scott Stambler in the director's cut, anyway. It says, but it, it's just kind of a groovy music. It's upbeat, the tempo. It's like kind of weird, happy. So it, it goes with what you're seeing on screen because you know you immediately know you're going to be siding for Mel. Not just, I mean, it's Mel fucking Gibson. Of course, you're going to be rooting for him. Dude's a fucking so solid. <laughs> it's crazy. Not as a human being, but. Um, but as an actor, like I rarely have complaints. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, we, we know we're going to cheer for him. And even though he then does a whole bunch of shitty things, you're still like, yeah, I kind of root for him. But then the movie does an even better job of giving him kind of a soft side when he, he tries to go rekindle with his, with his ex. I mean, after getting shot in the back. Even um, when it, for, but even when he does the shitty things, they, they're smart to, um, so he steals money from a guy who's homeless and blind, are now crippled and homeless and laying on the street. But when he grabs the money out of his hat, the guy tries to get up and stand because he's not crippled and he's a liar. So then Mel gets to say the line, I cared you, or he's like, or whatever, and like pushes him back <laughs> yeah. down. So like that guy was a liar and like he was he, he was trying to manipulate people and, and Mel Gibson probably didn't know that at the time, but he was just trying to steal his money. He took a guess. He took I a think, guess. I don't I'm know sure if he took a guess. I don't think. He, I think regardless it's part whether of his the character again is that he he's so in that fucking world that he can spot a fucking bullshitter. Um, you yeah, know, that's, that's what fair. I think. I mean, paces. he could have known. Yeah, 
Like help a Vietnam vet. He's like, no, no way. Either way, and though, it's, it's it, right. it makes it makes him not unlikable by doing that because of because of them putting those little That's things true. in there. That's true. Continuously, such a piece of shit. Um, like he takes the change from yeah. that fucking diner waitress. Like, like twenty cents of change. He makes sure to take it and st- <laughs> steals her cigarettes. Too. Yeah. He knows that she's going to be so focused on the money. He grabbed the smokes like nothing. She And he's out the door. And she's like, my fucking cigarettes. But she's, but she's probably the nicest person in the movie. And then like everybody else in the movie is worse than Mel. Yeah, she's like that, the that's only person thing. who like was, was pure and virtuous was the waitress. That's like the only person he fucks but over. But we never see yeah. anybody else except for Stegman, which we know is in bad shit. Because we see that he's dealing heroin and that he's obviously buying off cops. But um, the two higher up guys in the outfit, I mean, logically, we know must be huge fucking criminals, but we never see the them do anything. And the, and the top guy, the police officers I already mentioned, I've talked about the two, oh, okay. the two outfit guys. You never see them do anything. And actually, the one guy, the fucking Chris Christopherson character is... Um, is like the only time you see him, he's like has this fucking really good relationship with his son and his son's a total doob. And uh, he just like, he seems like a nice family guy. You know, I'm not I saying, dis- obviously he's a piece though. of he's- shit, but we never see him be a piece of shit. No, but he- I would... I see him spoiling his son, and his son is a piece of shit because of the way he raised him. So he's a terrible father. But he's his given son's this a nice guy, everything. actually. His son seems like a, like a good... A good little uh, no, boy. I don't. His friends definitely seem like dweebs. Yeah. Like that guy. That guy. If he had played the the way it all went through, and he was sixteen, getting the getting the car, that might have been more realistic. Because he just he didn't seem like a. He a looked mob, like he was twenty five. Son. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He looked like he had absolutely nothing to do with the business, and was like, "Yeah, Dad, my dad's rich, and he bought me a Ferrari, and I'm gonna go to." And a his fight. friends also seemed like very fucking lame. And then they yeah. didn't. And then even when the hooker comes and <laughs> weirdly, he thinks, yes, he yeah. thinks, yeah, like him. And his friends were losers in high school. For that's sure. what yeah, I'm saying. That's what is I, that he's yeah. not like like yeah. the stereotypical kid of a gangster <laughs> is like the kid from fucking John Wick. While we're talking about it, right? The fucking uh, what's his name? Right? Yeah, that kid. Yeah, are the are the kid from Kick Ass? Maybe the Kick Ass kid too. Yeah, 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 yeah a too. little bit there too. Yeah. Totally. Like this is but what I, we're talking about: is kids that, that are like entitled and are used to getting away with shit, right? Like, think about even AJ from Sopranos. He's fucking always getting into shit, right? Smoking drugs, breaking yeah. into his school, fucking stealing shit. Like, he's a kid of a fucking gangster. This kid is a total fucking uh, goody two shoes, man. That's how it seems, yeah. But it, it also weird. maybe like now that you guys are both saying that, and I agree with you, I feel like it almost is unbe- doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It seems a little unbelievable. Yeah, actually. no, it, it totally like doesn't. Make sense. Yeah, I I I agree. Yeah, and because when he I got agree. the Ferrari and stuff too, his dad buys him like the douchiest fucking two hundred and fifty thousand dollar fucking sports car for yeah, his birthday. It was in the too 90s. over the top. It was too over the top for me. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, no, he didn't seem like he was raised by a strong, uh, powerful criminal uh, man. Yeah, yeah. I will disagree with one thing Brent said around the um, the high up bad guys not showing us the bad things. The first guy that um, is kind of the bo- the first boss we meet just below uh, what before we meet Crazy Hands Coburn. Yeah, Crazy Hands Coburn's in this. Yeah, yes, awesome. Um, 
yeah, the, the the guy before that. All, all I can think of the guy who the guy way in the weirdly puts on the fucking lip gloss. Yeah, the guy <laughs> in the Carter? office. Carter. I think he, his name's yeah, Carter. Yeah, Carter. Carter. Yeah, you're right. Carter does um, order people to die and and talk pretty like in a way that you get more of what what he like. It gets you behind. Yeah, him. but Coburn and fucking um, as a bad guy. Uh, Coburn and, and yeah, Christopherson. You're absolutely right. I guess he doesn't kill Coburn. He but, just shoots his suits, right? But True. also, Does well, but also, well, he blows up. He blows up. Yeah. Also, oh. Carter's boss. Carter's bosses are those guys. So, like, when Carter is fucking ordering people to their death and doing criminal things, you know, he's doing it in, in you know, in there. No, no, no. There, I know. There is I know. I'm saying obviously they're. So that kind of, of all connects. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You don't. You don't get to see them do. Yeah. No, it was a small statement. It's like not. It's not really a reference on the movie. At yeah. All. Yeah. No, we're not getting. We're not getting hung up on it. No. We're not getting hung up it's on just, it. Um, you don't feel sorry for them when Mel goes after them because you know they're no, the you top know of the shitty are. food chain. Yeah. 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 It, this movie doesn't take long to... Um, uh, so you see, you get to see Mel up front doing slimy shit, but you're kind of enjoying it, so that makes you feel a little good inside. And then um, then he goes to be with his, with his ex, with his wife, I guess, still wife. And... Um, from there, like, th- I think Colm was alluding to this before, but the movie does a really good job of showing you all the rest of the characters in the movie that are bigger pieces of shit than Mel. So, like, even though Mel's doing questionable things, you're like, he's a saint in this kind of situation. He's at least acting nobly to a set of principles that I could potentially align with while everybody else is just... <laughs> I also think more, it also more says... more fucked up than the last. It also says a lot about Mel's acting because, like, there's very few people who can get away with this doing doing shitty things and, and making it... There's a humor to it. Like, Bill Murray and Scrooge is a total piece of shit. But, like, when he yeah. steals that woman, that old woman's cab, and he's, like, waving out the window, he's like, bye-bye, Grandma. Bye-bye. <laughs> you don't hate Bill Murray. You, you're you laughing at what Bill Murray's... Are. He's flicking the award with the the Humanitarian's Award. He's flicking the little kid in the head on the statue's shoulder. <laughs> Mel can get away with a lot of these things because of his charm. Uh, very similar to, to Bill Murray-type guy. Because... Uh, uh, Lethal Weapon's another perfect example. Mel's a pretty tough guy in that movie too. Yeah. A pretty hard yeah. guy, uh, you know. And uh, you like him. You just there's just something about he Mel gets you across like. the soft side too. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's rare things that Mel is in that I'm like, oh, he's a bad actor. Or he he blew it. He's yeah, that's he's true. He's as solid as they think. come. Yeah, but his and thing he knows, is like, to I take think, damage. Braveheart and fucking this and like all the lethal weapons and most of the stuff like his whole job is to be hurt like that's what he's good at right yeah yeah that's true actually in Braveheart and uh, lethal weapon that's like a big part of it as well yeah, yeah that's no, interesting he's I never the guy really put those that's why together. I like him too in these movies because he's the guy that he's not fucking perfect right he's not getting away with everything without yeah. taking something he's paying a fucking cost at every turn and he's getting fucking banged up, but still getting the job done at the end of the day. Still finding a way to fucking win. That's like, to me, that's great. Especially facing yeah. these odds. Like you should get the shit beat out of you. Like John Wick gets the shit beat out of him. He doesn't fucking walk away all good. He's limping bad. They yeah. overstep. They overstep that line a couple times. Like when he gets hit by the car and they show him get hit by the car he like ends up like fucking never going and getting any medical treatment. He walks that shit off. I yeah. mean, I wish they wouldn't have gone so far. You also know that head on that collision he kind right of, at the beginning is a fucking 
is a big no way. Yeah. Oh, that's another that. one. Yeah. I wonder. It's cool, right? It's really cool. It is cool. And then you're like, it's it's move it's movie magic. So I guess like I, I let it go, but then I do start thinking. I, I'm pretty sure that you know even with seatbelts on in a in a stunt car that was like reinforced like theirs looked to be. Um, also, like that did look like a semi like specialized ride. That after they went out and checked that situation out, and Mel's like they weren't weren't wearing their seatbelts. Then you would have went to the mechanic, right? And you would have been like, look, just give me an old Chevy body, put it in some kind of like triple reinforced frame put good seatbelts in and like a, a V8. How much do you think that would cost? Like 15 or 20 grand maybe to get that You done. wouldn't even want a yeah. reinforced car like that. Like we know better today. Like that car being steel and reinforced means his body took all of the, like the seatbelt would have broke all of his bones. Like because yeah, the car didn't take no So he can't have a crumple zone. He needs to have that reinforced. Well, he doesn't drive his... away. He walks away. No, no, they that have another car fucked. come get them. Yeah, yeah. that car's fucked. That they car's leave the done. car too. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like that uh, car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, the chick picks smashed. them. The Asian woman but, picks them up, right? No, his wife does. But then they they oh, throw um wife, yeah. they throw the humor in too. Like Mel Mel gets out. He's like business with the cutters. So like, uh, that's what I just wonder. Like, could could a person get out of an accident like that? He had a cut on his head. Like, oh man, fuck. Like, if they were wearing helmets and, like, if, I don't know, they, they should have been maybe <laughs> latched in better, like crossovers. Put one of those furry um, seat wheel belts. Covers I didn't on. see if they maybe had it harnesses. Yeah, something like that. Something like we imagined for um, Mr. Glass's car being full of yeah little puffballs or whatever. Yeah, like a, like the, the <laughs> yeah Mr. Glass's car looked a little bit more believable oh, for that, that accident. But I mean, that's a pretty specialized vehicle. What's yeah. that shit in that but movie anyway, it with doesn't, fucking Stallone? Why can't I think of the name of that movie ever? Cobra? No, Demolition Man. I, that shit. That car Demolition shit. Man. That foam filled. Yeah, foam. right? Yeah, that would that would do it. That I love the foam. It's it's a, that shit's genius. But I don't um I don't not buy it, right? I, I'm I'm into that. That's a cool action scene. Like that's a cool way to steal money from guys. Yeah. And then um before you can think about like how do they do that, how are they whatever Val's like getting out and throwing racial slurs around and like banging guys' heads off yeah. of dashes, adding that like dark comedic relief, right? Except um, for the racism. So Except it's, for the obvious racism. Yeah, that's dark, dark racist comedic relief, yes. Yeah, Which the language in this again. movie is very, um, very over the line for today's uh, Today viewing standards. audience. There's a lot yeah. of a lot of racism. Did they did they they say homophobic slurs? I'm pretty sure they did. I don't know if there was homophobic, but there was certainly racial. There's something I saw recently that I they used bad like words. He said bad words, and you know what? It, 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 I will say that it's probably appropriate for that character because you're supposed to hate him. Yeah, it does um, help. And yeah, he does like a That's great true. many things, alluding to like rape and physical abuse and mental abuse of women on a regular basis. Because Val, the 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 bad the bad guy, well, one of the bad guys anyway, the the lowest level bad guy that initially rips off Porter. Um, it's just set up as this wonderfully um, complicated bad guy character who's pretty steady through the whole movie. Like he he uh, he uses his like power to dominate people, mostly mostly women, and that's how he gets off. But then you see him fold when more people, more alpha males than him, are around. So it, and it's done pretty consistently where he folds in front of the the bosses of the company. He constantly folds in front of Porter, but he's like commanding in front of anybody else 
um it, it, it's a he's a really kind of richly dark character um i hate him right i'm, I'm happy when he's when he's killed he's a good so bad guy. i think that's always yeah he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a, not a bad bad guy at all i do like that too i think all a lot of the i think the 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 writing for the characters is actually fairly decent in this like his his girlfriend who's that that asian um matt she's a matt lucy lou she's a masochist or uh, dominatrix dominatrix she, they're, are they both sadomasochists? Are they both masochists? Though they both He's, like getting pain. They both like getting punched. They're into BDSM. Yeah. yeah. Like he, because she, they hit each other and get off on it. And because there's that one point where he hits her with the phone, and we were all kind of like, oh, but then she has like a big smile She's on her smiling, face and knees yeah. him in the balls. I think they're both switches. And yeah. it's just like, so yeah, like and, he, and then he says, away. oh, yeah, I was going to say the movie's very clear about showing that those characters are both consenting to that activity. So there's there's like it's pretty clear. You don't um, see, and you don't seeing. see that in a lot of movies or TV shows. You're not. That's a very no, interesting, the, original, yeah. unique. Well, she's a dominatrix. So I think just by presence of a dominatrix in a normal movie, you'd assume consent. But she also likes, but dominatrix usually like to dole out the pain, but she likes getting hit as well. Yeah, it's just not normal relationship that they would, that she would be topping and like getting hit. Yeah, from that. but I think she puts up with it. I mean, from him, I don't think he does that to her a she, lot, but you see him she, trying no, to retaliate she, a few times. She goes times. after, she, she, uh, she instigates him to hit her. Which brings up fun, one of the funniest parts is when Porter comes in with her there. And then, uh, oh and then God, he's yes. gonna he's gonna beat the fuck out of Val, and she's like, "No, let me." And then she's beating him up, <laughs> and then Val hits her, and then fucking uh, Porter pulls the gun on him, and he just goes, "Let her work." It's like, yeah, so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. That is a great scene. Um, yeah, that's one of the better scenes in the movie, actually, because you, you're you're wanting to see them get together again after he shoots him. Also, the shooting in the back. First of all, it was from very close range by his wife, and she used the. Th I think we all figured at the end of the day it was a thirty-seven. I'm not afraid it's to say it's a, Colt, it's a Colt Python. It's a oh, three fifty-seven. Oh, it's a Colt Python. So, yep. so a three fifty-seven. Yeah, and she shot him from like five feet away. So that yeah, those so bullets badass, are getting dug out. It's named after of, two animals. It's a fucking <laughs> horse <laughs> snake. What is this fucking? Those. <laughs> Those bullets are not getting dug out of anybody. They probably would have went right fucking through his body at that range. I'd have to, yeah. I'd, like, uh, I don't... No that. one's walking away from getting shot twice in the back with that that size of a caliber three. gun. I think there were three. I mean, it was I just, it was two, just two. Two is still a, a lot. That's right, because she, she, she hit him with two, missed with the third, and almost hit Val, and then was clicking empty after that. But... It was made no clicked, sense. Only clicked empty twice. So as Val was approaching her... I'm pretty sure this is right. As Val was approaching her to reach out for the gun, there was a you know one final chance for there to be a bullet or not in that last chamber. And I don't know, did they put three bullets in her gun or four, and then hand it over? Like that was uh, that was that a risky was plan too. there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why she only like, had two bullets. I also like when Mel Gibson's having that flashback. Um, the the you know the details of him realizing something is up with Val early. The way he like looks at him, and then they start to do their little standoff. Yeah. And Val knows the game is up, and the way that all goes down, it's all like shocking and surprising, and and very good. Um, and it's a it's another early decision in this movie to do that flashback. Um, so you get a lot of information by the first like ten minutes of this movie. 
It's it's I find that part of that like really well done. There's no confusion about any of it. And then we slowly start to trickle in new characters through mostly luck. Um, so Porter starts chasing down, um, you know, um, Rico from uh, Six Feet Under, who's trying to deliver heroin to to Mel Gibson's now dead wife, who who OD'd while he was taking a shower and sleeping on the couch. Um, yeah, well, he which is locked an interesting her. way he to soften. Her. He locked her in her room and then uh, took away her her kit. She had a secret stash yeah. in her shoe. And then she yeah. had the old shoe heroin trick, which uh, I thought was kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, shoe heroin. Fuck. I, did, I, like, was, I was commenting on the commitment as a junkie to be like, if it all comes down to whatever, I should have enough in a shoe so that I can shoot up and maybe even kill myself. Yeah, let's be honest, can you just doing leave like, like heroin, heroin? Like you don't want heroin just popping out of your pocket when you're paying for something. And you also have needles and the rest <laughs> of that shit to store. Like, it's not easy just to have a heroin clutch on top of your purse. So probably you want a shoe thing. It's not the kind of drug that you're just going to walk away from for a fucking day. Like, you're going to want long, some how, afternoon delight. How long can heroin <laughs> sit in that needle and, like, you still effectively shoot it into your oh, vein? Oh, no, I can think she like, cook there? fresh every time. You would no, think but so. I don't think, so, I think it was ready to go in that no, thing. No, I think she had a kit. It, there was there was oh. tools in there. Yeah, there was, but I thought she took out a fully loaded needle. Once again, but maybe unfortunately, my heroin experience is nil, so I'm just gonna have yeah, to say I don't know I've never I've... seen it where the needles were just freshly prepped like eight hours ago, and then everyone's just pulling ready-made needles out and slamming them in their arms. So uh, I don't remember. I that's what I thought I saw, but we, I'd have to go back and look. That Regardless, makes heroin anyway, way more I accessible like, if that's the case. If you could just bring <laughs> some with you, that actually seems yeah. pretty wicked. Pretty dope. I like I like how they once again they'll get rid of his wife um and uh they they also by her ODing and stuff it it, it it raises the stakes for him and stuff as well because he actually really cared about her when he came back. Yeah, um, and he he could have killed her because she shot him in the back fucking twice. But instead, he's trying to get her off this the heroin. That's not who he is. I think it's right? out of obligation, right? Oh no, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying the fact that he he was still trying to help her get off of drugs. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree get, with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. Gives you raises his his value, and and also then her dying fucking allows him to you the audience to feel sorry for him again. Yeah. Like you feel yeah. bad for him. Like he just seems like a guy who bad shit's happening to, right? Like you want you want shit to go it, right for him. That stuff that scene at least shows his um uh it makes him human. It makes humanity, him a bit more human. Yeah, it just humanity. yeah, it gets you a little bit back behind him. And and what for what he's trying to do with Rosie as well. Cause, you know, that's kind of where his heart truly was, we discover. And um it just it it adds a nice little, just a little softness to this super rough guy who, you know, at the end of the day is human, but has just made some bad life choices. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, but I would say, though, there is a point, though, where this movie was trucking along for me and I was very happy and excited about the prospects of this movie. And then there was some there's a turn about two thirds through where. A lot of the writing started to fall apart. Um, Let me open a drink for this. Let's go. It didn't. It just didn't make any sense. Like a lot of the stuff that happened near the ends um, didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, a lot like, of that stuff is the outfit uh, just, stuff. 
Sorry, I'll pick you up because yeah, you were staggering. Yeah, I know. The, uh, the outfit shit was a little bit fucking tricked because what the fuck are you paying $130,000 to join a fucking elite criminal syndicate and then you get a problem, somebody's coming to town and you go to them and you're like, hey, I'm part of this fucking syndicate, someone's coming to kill me and they're like, take care of it yourself. Like, what did I fucking give you money for? The honor to fucking pitch up my money? Like, the whole part of being an organization like that is part of the stability and the security. Right, like think about I know, the but mafia. the money he the money he paid them with was like it, it was tainted. It's, and it's all causing fucking this stolen. Problem. They're a criminal fucking organization. Is any of that money <laughs> fucking not originally belong to someone? Like every fucking bit of yeah, dime that totally. they have has a rightful owner. I know, but but people yeah. are coming to collect. Yeah, like Porter is coming to collect. And they're a criminal collect. syndicate. And what a bunch of pussies to sit on their fu- uh, even that, that even part out I can't of pride. <laughs> Even just out of pride, even if Val was a fucking constant thorn in the side and they hated him and he wasn't bringing in money out of out of uh, respect and and uh, keeping the the uh, God damn it. Omerta? No, not the Omerta. <laughs> the, their fucking uh, respect in the in the community, whatever the fuck I'm trying to talk about. Right. Keeping their juice. They should have fucking killed this guy. Um, for yeah. Val. Yeah, everything, every, everybody knows the only reason people give the mafia money is for their protection. That's it. That's the only fucking reason you pay them. Sometimes they force you to pay them for the protection. Yeah. But by giving them money, that your interest is now their interest. So that guy was in with them. He paid them. And he's like, I've got a problem with somebody. And then they're like, oh, well, fuck you. It's just like, what? They no. lose legitimacy <laughs> any fucking that. sense. They totally lose yeah. legitimacy yeah. by not taking a fucking You're stance totally with that. Right. Because if you think about the way a criminal organization would go, fucking what's his name would buy into it. Val would buy into that organization. And then he would be expected to be kicking up money every single fucking month. Or every week oh, yeah. or whatever, right? So he would have like to like 130 keep shit going. is just for the privilege. That's just but to get in. But he bought like an apartment yeah. in the fucking outfits hotel with that 130. Like he gets a place to live. I think that yeah, you just get to live there. He, he there's would a use suite. their reputation to not only generate that money to give to them, but he would also use that as protection for him. So he's like, so one guy is after me, and they're like, one guy. Well, fuck you. You're not in the thing anymore. It's like that makes zero sense. And they don't One even know guy this guy. It's him. not like he's like Porter's no. coming and they're like, oh shit, Porter's coming? Deal with it yourself. Well, they're like, who the fuck is Porter? What's his first name? He's like, I don't know. What we're supposed to believe is that they are so shocked and impressed that he could get into the hotel undetected or through acts of violence we never learn about. Um, and like harass one of their guys, like no problem in front of staff and then leave. That that's that's what we're meant to think is is enough for them to say we we fucking can't deal with this man. I mean, they could have even said like like let's use Resnick as bait. Yeah, but yeah, they, that they would make don't it more. they don't really do that. They send him off, and then he just tells the other guy that Porter can't be around, so go get Porter. And I'm like, why do you send two independent groups to get this guy? Like, why not at one coordinated effort and just be like Val, you're gonna act as bait. This man wants something from you at this time, like exactly what he ends up doing with the with the uh, with the Asian gang, um, because Lucy Liu just not only is a dominatrix but connected to her own little mafioso groups that just so happen to be the same group of guys that they ran into in the car crash. Unless I'm being horribly racist, saying uh, unintentionally that Asian people look I like. It's not what I'm doing. I think it is the same that. group of guys. Yeah. 
uh, it is the same group of guys. So that's kind of a weird. If it is, why are they uh, fucking well? working for Val though? Val's the same fucking dick. So I don't think that they are. I think Val just has a way with Lucy Lou, and he said, "Get your boys on this." Not like they follow him; they're following. No, her. I know, but would they not know that he's the one that fucking robbed them? I guess not. And he also, fucking walked up, also, not wearing a mask or anything. He smashed that one guy's face into the. But fucking they had thing. just been in a horrible car accident with no seatbelts on, so they're lucky to even be alive. Like, that guy this. kicked and whatever is like brain and, dead. And their like, admiration for him to break into the building where they all live as well and threaten one of their own, and then they admire him for that makes no sense. They'd be like, <laughs> "We need to kill this fucking guy asap. He broke into yeah. our shit." And fucking manhandled our people. Like, fuck him. He's fucking dead. They're not going to be like, I'm really impressed with his ability to come in where I live and almost kill someone. That's fucking yeah. super impressive. I like him. I it's respect like, that him. That makes no fucking sense at all. Like, all of the stuff <laughs> when you start to meet the syndicate starts to fall apart with convenient writing. Well, this is convenient. This is convenient. It's just like all of the main characters of the mob would go to go get his son. And then they could all get blown up. That makes no fucking sense. The big, yeah. big boss is not going to go break, get his son out of trouble. He's Chris not even going like, to go in the Come car on with me, wait. crazy hands. We're going up here with a random dude. He's going and home and he's going to send people to do it. He's not even going to go in the car. No. Just because no of sense. this, it means he's like. So, okay, I'm going to work backwards a few steps here, too, because Mel Gibson had some kind of plan. Um, going into the end, right? Kidnap Johnny, we'll hold him until X time. In case things go wrong, I'll leave the bomb under my bed active and I know that I can just call that phone and if they pick it up, I'm going to have time to deliver a quick message before the bomb explodes because I can work that timer in or somehow. Um, <laughs> but like, he couldn't have known that he would have the opportunity to like make that call when, when it mattered. Like, did he did he allow himself to be tortured enough so that they would believe that he would give up the thing and then know that they were going to throw him in a car that in 99 he knew would have a car phone with a rotary dialer for some fucking reason? <laughs> Every phone in this movie has a rotary dialer. But like car phones weren't 99. They were around uh, 99. But push button one. I doesn't guess, even yeah. matter. I had, we he had one to. in like 94, 95, but it was a push button one. So these yeah, guys are just being fancy with the rotary. I guess. Yes, the they are. But John's right. He would have to, that would all have to, he would have to know all of that was going to fall into his lap. And he'd have to know exactly what was going to happen. There's no way his plan works without him. It being a huge coincidence and just convenient. I don't mind him. Yeah. Being his plan like, falls apart. There's no fucking other choice, but this, I'll just get him to go to my place and hopefully I can break out. That see, like I like that idea, but it's it just seems like that was the plan all along. It does. They drive the around it's in a limo, and, and he does seem pretty fucking convincing. Like he doesn't struggle for an idea when he's in the trunk. He rips through that fucking seat. Um, no, and does he, all that I think stuff he with knows. Intent. And that car for sure has a yeah. car phone. It's like a fucking limo. But but like I'm just saying, it's lucky he was in the trunk. I'm fighting a good like, fight okay, here, you guys. We'll hold. I know it. They you know also what? had to leave him alone in the car without being watched. Wait, and they had yeah. to fucking have the three top men go upstairs. That's dumb. And go stand in that room like dipshit. <laughs> it's dumb that the top <laughs> guys would him. be there. It's okay. Oh. Not good. Good. That's okay. No, no. <laughs> the fact, the fact though, the fact that he, he would have to time that so perfectly. First of all, he'd have to know he could get out of his bindings. What if they yeah. handcuffed him, but they tied him with ropes so he could bite those off? 
Then he had the perfect <laughs> fucking tool to break out of the back with the fucking, what was it, a crowbar? A, a mini crowbar. And like Yeah, that. and then, like, actually, I don't even know, like, that that was also very convenient how he was able to use that crowbar to get into the fucking thing in enough time that they were still in an empty apartment where his son wasn't to pick up the phone and him to blow them up. All of that makes no sense. John's completely right. The whole yeah. ending. They may as well have had a child molester walk by and ask if he could come <laughs> up there with them. And then they blew up the child molester up too. Just because it's convenient <laughs> for the script. Well, how many other people died in that blast that was big enough to, to take the out the guys in an upstairs, likely, you know, back hallway room and kill the guys on the front street that were waiting yeah, on at the, the stoop, very... on the stoop. Like, they, they everybody the in that hotel is dead. Everybody. So, like... <laughs> I was saying at the end, there's the guy damage. sticking his heads in the window and Porter pushes him out. I'm like, that could have just been a random stranger and it would have made as much sense. Yeah, that's true. How did they catch Mel Gibson again? How did they catch him again? I don't remember. They left treats. Out they just knock trail. him out. Okay. They, what they do um, is so he goes in to hold up Crazy Hands Coburn and shoots his luggage. That's just mean. I remember um, that. And so that happens. Then he leaves, walks around the corner and catches a cab from Stegman, who was there at the site. So that's fine. They started following him. Um, but then Lucy Liu and crew pull up after Mel just takes the gun away from Stegman. They use the grease gun and the, the VP-70 or the VP-90, I can't remember. And they're shooting all these <laughs> old ass guns and they kill Stegman. There's no way that Mel would have survived that, by the way. Um, Mel gets out <laughs> no. and kills almost all of them. Um, right. And at the, standing there, staring down Lucy Lou's Walther PPK, which if uh, empty, the slide would have been locked. So she's an idiot. Click. It goes click. He clicks her. And then just as he looks like he's just going to leave with mutual respect, the guys just come up behind him and wallop him over the head. Right out, out of no, nowhere. It comes out of they, nowhere. How yeah. far away was he? Like the only way that makes sense is if as he's like running out, someone saw him catch the cab and then they sent the car off. I, oh fuck! I don't. I can't even think of how it would have happened. Were they just walking these big lumbering fucking luggage guys who just had to hold those bags up at a shoulder? No way, man! Try taking ten pound dumbbells and holding them out at your side and see how long you can hold them for, and then pick up what must have been forty plus pound bags um, like that. You're you're not doing that. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's dumb. It's dumb how he gets busted. It's so like not not the way you think it would happen to Porter who. Look, there was one scene where uh, Porter and Rosie are making out and she's trying to get him to stay and he leaves. And he ends up coming back like five seconds later and saving her from Val. But I think when he leaves, what he was doing was saying, I can't get involved with this woman or lead him on, lead her on because I'm about to go do things that will get me killed. And I think he's just so dead set on that that he doesn't care if he dies. I think like the gun thing with Lucy Liu proves it. He was just going to stand there and he turns around slow and he's like, you got me. She's like, click. He's like, Porter lives to die another day. Um, but still, like, you got to give, give me more for him getting captured. Like, I'm okay, with, I'm okay with him not sleeping with her, but I did find it a bit of a speed bump because A, he would either rationalize that this is going to be the last time he's going to have sex with her and he'd do it. RB, he just would have sex with her because she's fucking beautiful and she was throwing herself at him and he would just fucking do it. The fact that he was just like so honorable that he was going to turn down sex because he might die and she would be sad doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, the type of I, character that he is. He steals think, money from waitresses, but he's not going to have sex with a beautiful woman he likes. 
Yeah, but, but he's he, too honorable like, for he, that. he wanted to be honorable with his wife, right? So they had to establish that he has a, a thing for women in his life. Didn't he cheat with her on his wife? I think, well, it. I mean... They yeah, they say, say they that slept he did. together once. They say they slept. Uh, uh, and again. he already slept with her. So John what knows I, that, but he was just <laughs> being like, "Well, once isn't cheating." No, <laughs> no, 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 dick it's isn't cheating. It's not that. <laughs> I actually forgot this about the movie, and I was I was wondering it as we watched, like, because if he was like, if he was banging her on the reg, and that picture like was just them after a after a bang, and his wife found that, then that's totally legit. What I was gonna say, what the movie tries to do is make it kind of okay that they just like they couldn't contain their love and slept together once, and then he was gonna leave his wife, but then all this shit happened like the next day, blah blah blah. So it doesn't make it right. You're absolutely right. He did cheat on his wife with this girl, but the penis wants what um, the penis also wants, does, Martha. Yeah, that's right. But he also d- does seem to have that soft spot for the women in his life. So th- that's personally how I took it when he wouldn't sleep with her there and then. He was like, I, I got to go do this st- stuff because it's not fair. Um, and, and that's and not even a huge speed bump. I just didn't no. believe it. But the fact that he yep. comes back and shoots Val makes me happy enough. So I'm okay with that. You you were really hoping for him to go. And the way he does them in the kind of smart ass Porter way is, is satisfying. You, you could have just had her and him get in an argument she could have told him to fuck off. They could have gotten a fight. I mean, it's a simple change. He still leaves, but then comes back. I don't know. Yep. You yep. could have done it a different way. Maybe, but yeah. I I always also, figured that as Porter was turning to go down the stairs, he heard the elevator door open and then just kind of stopped and waited a sec and then maybe peeked back. And, and then, then it get, then it, you do get to see Val like not only physically abuse a woman, but also say he's going to rape her one last time, so that when he gets yeah. shot, you're like, "Thank fucking God, that guy's dead." Yeah, and he also shoots dead. the dog. He tries to pull a John Wick again by shooting the dog. Oh, that that, dog he does survives, shoot the dog. Actually. It looks like he fucking. Yeah, they, just, they just tape it up. They just wrap some paper towel around it, and that was it. <laughs> Plug the whole bull, ma- bull mastiffs are tough. <laughs> they paper mache. They paper mache it with uh, with paper towel, paper mache. I mean, it is a yeah, big dog, true. like a cast. Yeah, it's true. So I feel so, like they did a really good job of setting up the characters, the story, and everything. But then once it got into the details of the criminals and how that all, f- I feel like they fell apart. The story falls apart. It's the writing. The acting's still good, and I like all the characters, and the action is still good, but there's just too many things that don't make sense in the last 30 minutes of this movie. It's convenient, and they they didn't have those issues in the first hour or the first 90 minutes, so no, I, I don't know where this thing went astray. Yeah, I'm trying to think to, to pinpoint it. We start getting a lot of um, additional characters added through Porter's investigation, so first... First we get Stegman, then we get the cops, um, then we get Lucy Liu, then we get her gang, and we have Val, and we have the outfit. So, yeah, th- there was a lot going on. I felt like it was Lucy Liu's crew that that seemed to serve the least purpose. Could maybe because a few things could have been tightened up around that because they're just convenient bad guys that pop out like when needed. It happens twice when they do that. So I don't think that they're unnecessary. I think what's unnecessary is everybody upwards of Val except for maybe Carter you could maybe yeah. have Carter in there but Val should have been the bad the bad guy you don't need to kill him so early and then have fucking Porter go after the bosses and the bosses and the bosses he he struggles and he goes through and kills fucking Val and Val is capable instead of being a fucking sheepish pussy aside yeah. from beating women right and uh and and car accident victims and um 
and Porter goes through and there's like obviously all the same steps you can have, but it's his way reaching to, to Val. And then when we get to Val yeah. and he kills Val, that's a massive fucking victory and we all feel it. But the way it is, is he kills Val early and then we have him going through a bunch of characters that were just introduced to, just introduced to. We don't really have like, except for fucking Christopherson, right? Who we, but again, like we're not introduced to him. We're introduced to him as a doting father. Not as a fucking yeah. criminal mastermind. So, like, you got to take that shit out and just let Porter and Val be the thing. And you can have other people yeah. in between them. You can have Val fucking orchestrating a defense. But um, when you kill Val and then the rest of it just feels like fun and games. The thing is, yeah, is that totally. the, they focus for, for Porter. The 70,000 is more important than his revenge on Val. And I think that's where the mistake is. Mm, that's actually... Because he, yeah. he, he identifies that he's going to have to go through the outfit to get his money, right? He Like, he fucks with the outfit. He knows about them. He asks about them, and he doesn't give a shit. And he should, because they're, they're supposed to be a gang, but he somehow knows that they're, they don't have their shit together. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so he, like, takes out Val, but still is on the hunt for that 70 grand. And I cared more that Val died, because he's a piece of shit, than Mel Gibson getting his 70 grand, because that's not real to me. It yeah, also turns him into a worse person because Val, the, money. the whole thing is, yeah, then it becomes all about the money. So before Mel was killing people and fighting and stuff to kill the guy who like betrayed him, shot, wanted to kill him, turned his wife against him and stuff with the photo. But then once that guy's dead and he goes to Carter and puts a gun in his face and says, give me $70,000, he's not the same character anymore. Now he's yeah. not virtuous. He's just like, I want money. Give me the fucking money. And then he shoots that guy and tells the yeah. guy on the phone, give me my fucking money. So he's no longer, we, we, you're not behind him as much anymore. It, it's something, yeah, there's something about this that we're saying is, is very true. It's, um, it shouldn't have been about the money. It should have been about that revenge. Because if, if, if the syndicate or the outfit had backed him, had backed him, then that could have made for some interesting run-ins with their crews, right, over time. And, and Val just gets away, sneaks away, and then the syndicate starts getting frustrated because Porter's killing so many guys, and is it worth it for Val? And then at the end, somehow he could still blow them up, I guess, with the Johnny with Val the in the Johnny room stuff. too, like and Val could have been with I don't, him. Yeah. I think Porter would want to do Val one on one, and and however they could figure out to do that, like saving Rosie at the last second might have worked instead of doing the whole. Like oh, that could be after saying. that could be after the Johnny kidnapping, kill the main boss scene, and then Porter's going to leave to go to the store, and Val's there, and then he comes I'm, back, and yeah, something and, like that would have worked better. And if you wanted to do the whole phone bomb thing, you could have somehow rewritten it so that he tells them he's got a call from a payphone and let the people know who's watching his son that they're coming and they're not to shoot him. Yeah. And they could let him out a payphone or something instead of what they do, which is make him do this unbelievable, like David Blaine escape from the fucking car and get through the thing. And there just happens to be a phone there. How are you going to do that? You're he could have like, set hey, it up. I have so to call so that they know you're coming. And then he's like, so go up and knock on the door and go in, and then I'll call and tell him it's cool. They need to be in the no, place. No, What I'm saying is, is, what I'm saying is, is he could have been by the payphone and called and said, okay, you guys can go up, and then those guys leave. But once again, it would have had to have been the big fucking bosses, which makes no sense. They also for then sure he could have like dummied. 
Yeah, yeah, and then you could have dummied those people and killed them or knocked them out and then made another phone call and blown them up. I'm just saying there's other... There were, there's they were other lazy. Ways. There's other if, if he, yeah. if I don't he gets lazy from about the trunk. If, I don't know why you hate that so much. I find no, that, that's it, not a it's not, at all. The thing in itself is, is neat, it is. right? It's, it's a, a neat idea. Bump. Why? It's a neat idea, and I like that it kills the guys. It's just... It's a speed bump because he would have had to have known that he could escape. He would have had to have known that he wasn't going to be handcuffed, unconscious. He's fucking, he's you know, Porter. whatever. He, he pretty much doesn't fucking do a lot of planning. He he barrels they, his they way into situations. They tied him with ropes and trusts his his ingenuity and his fucking From the ruggedness moment, to get him through. I he guess just had to get lucky like six times to do that. He had to get lucky six times, and everybody had to do can, exactly what he wanted them to do for like him to blow those up guys up. Stupid. I think it's fine. It's not fine at all. We both differ in opinion, and we can fucking move on. We're not going to get to the bottom of it. It's the end of the movie. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. He blows them up. He walks away with that fucking broad, does he not? Yeah, Uh, but... Yeah, but I mean... They drive to Canada. They drive to Canada to to do what? I have no idea. I'm just saying you 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 can't just, like, cheat at the end and then, like, be satisfied with that. that. Yeah, I just can't. That's cheat. all I feel. Like, I guess. Look, so for this to be something that I would get behind, it would have to have worked like this, where Porter is being tortured and is like, the only thing I can think of is to send them to the apartment where that bomb is, and and we'll see what happens from there. And then just finds himself through a lucky series of whatever, being in the trunk, getting out, getting out of the bindings, all that stuff, and getting out of the, going to call the thing. I guess that could that could have happened, but it seemed to me like. It, it was part of a plan. That's 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 my complaint with it. Is the movie made it seem like it was part of a plan that was like perfectly executed by Porter, who's like, yeah, down to the this little piggy fucking came home, boom, yeah, I'll take that second it, hammer blow to to sell it. it yeah, that's what it not, seems like it, to me. That's all. And it's also not based on him being an action character. It's just everybody does what he wants them to do, and then he blows them up. Like he doesn't do things to get. He just like you know what I mean. Like he does, he's not an He's not proactive at the end. Everyone just like walks in front of the gun and gives him enough bullets to shoot them all or something like it just doesn't make any sense. Um, it's just bad writing. It's just I, bad writing. It was they wanted to get to the end quickly <laughs> and just finish it off. Yeah. Like I would I would have thought the cool thing to do would be have Porter the whole movie hunting for his 70k when he kills some of the syndicate guys or the outfit guys, he ends up with 140k and it's like ah and then just when you think they're safe with their cash, that's when Val pops his head out for the last little rumble tumble. Shoot him in the knee. Oh, God, that shot in the knee would have been so fucking painful. It would have been cool, too, if mm. it was a gunfight instead of a bomb. I mean, like, the whole that whole movie has got, like, some great gun gunplay and action in it. Yeah. It's just, like once again, it's laziness. Yeah, it's just laziness yeah. again. It's just like he just blows them up and then they drive off to Canada. It's... <laughs> Lazy. It does. It does wrap up quickly at the end, and it does. I don't know. It just they're showing the different angles to raise the tension with, like, where's the apartment? They're coming up to the door. Oh, here's uh, here's Rosie with Johnny, and then here's Mel getting out. So like, it, there's something in there that all works like from moment to moment, but the 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 grand strategy is is where it kind of just puts me in pause right so if you if you don't think about it too much you could enjoy that hey he tricked them yay boom but then you're like wait did he trick them how did that happen what but that's just me i'm, I'm a stupid <laughs> stupid movie watcher <laughs> I, 
way overplay things in my head. And for me, it's just what makes movies so fun. It's just laziness of writing. They just they just got real lazy at the end and were like, let's just get this over with. I'm lazy. That whole bomb thing under the bed and stuff too. (laughs) And that whole bomb thing under the bed and stuff too is just like such a. It's just like the setup for like how he's going to get them back is that there's a bomb under his bed. And how did he know that the bomb was there, that he didn't answer the phone? None of that's explained. It's just it's just all conveniently planted there for him to use it at the end. It's lazy. And the rest of the movie's not lazy. So don't write <laughs> yeah. like a good movie and then fucking get lazy on me. Like, don't I, do it. I, I do wonder about like the way they decided to do this ending and, and making those making those decisions it must have just read really well in the script and and if the rest of this movie was as shitty as the ending then maybe it'll be okay but they actually went out of their way to get me very interested in the character and how it was all going to play out and then they failed me so that's why i always find that shit unforgivable because they um, did such a good job unless like val dies and then we have it yeah i was going to say val dies with at least half an hour to go at yeah. least so oh, there's just yeah. too much happening after the main climax we're looking for and then it's it, yeah that's too it bad sh- it just shouldn't have been there that that timing is off and I think that the trajectory that the movie goes on after you kill like who should be the main bad guy that early um, it just it, it paces it out a little bit yeah it's so personal for him and the rest of it's like all about the money too which is gross and like it weakens his character's motivations and stuff. Well, and it weakens his character's fucking morality too. Like we, like we morality, said, he's obviously yeah. a piece of shit, but he has like this code. But and we do, we see him fucking blow up the hotel full of people. We see him p- kill somebody in cold blood, which is like not something that usually your hero does, right? They might, yeah, they might Carter, kill yeah, people and be right. questionable, but he just fucking kills in cold blood and like that's another level of diabolical evilness kind of like and and i question that actually being in there to tell you the truth i don't mind porter being a dark character and i can cheer for a fucking very dark character but in this movie i don't know that feels like a that feels like a too dark of a move for this guy in this movie and even you're you're totally right and even killing not only killing carter but kidnapping that other guy's son who his son is is like by all means in the movie at least innocent and like a very simple guy who's not involved but he gets kidnapped by him yeah like so he kidnaps some innocent person how fucking dickish is that yeah over the line he kidnaps someone on their birthday that's not involved in his father's criminal organization. So that's not fucking cool either. So once again, he crosses another line. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there, there's some <laughs> other cool elements of the writing here, like where um, Mel Gibson just happens to be privy to the phone call where Bronson talks to his son about the car and, and then Mel Gibson like remembers that to go use it to kidnap the kid later they don't make a huge deal of him hearing it or anything like that. It just happens. There's like one or two instances of neat little, neat little tricks they use in the writing along the way. Um, I'm not saying it saves it by the end of it, but, um, and also how cool is it that Bill Duke is in this Mac? I'll bleed you real quiet and leave you here. Porter. Him and that other cop are distractingly huge though. They're so tall. Yeah. He also he Jack also Conway. like frames those guys for wasn't it his murder? Uh for Val's murder, yeah. yeah. The cops, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. so he Which kills cool. someone yeah, and then he frames that. those police. 
I don't but, mind that either because those police, but once again, they establish those police are scumbags. Yeah, those yeah, those scumbags. cops are like I think they're over the top. They're almost comic book. Yeah, yeah. Bad guys, like I don't know. It's just a bit much. Like we only see them like get dice gambling with like full badges and regalia. Like I get you be in some way, shape, or form hanging out with CIs, but these guys like. They're in like maybe in the heroin game, maybe a little bit, but they're definitely on the take. Like talked about getting boats and wearing gold rim glasses and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. It's so over the top. Like IA was waiting for this particular moment to bust these two. Yeah, I don't think so. So they're a little comic book like. Um, they had a nice little ad- additional bit, but like they also those cops didn't know the outfit's main hotel when every other human being on the planet but Porter seems to know what that place is. They just pull up. They're like, "What's in there? Go get our money, Porter." So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, as dirty cops, they don't know that. Like so, then, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a neat yeah. little. It's a neat little weaving through the story. But I'm wondering, like the, their characters, what what do they add? Stegman, I guess. Um, but the cops, really, besides, they don't. I guess they serve the purpose of the being stakes. framed. I guess there's a stake raised, yeah, they, they and then he has to deal metal, with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's but outside they, of the but main. They fail, yeah, they fail I wonder once actually. Again, I wonder about that sense. now because does Mel go past Val for that money if those cops aren't pressing him? Good question. <laughs> I was gonna say, did, did anyone hear me? I am. Um, no, I did. I was I, thinking about that, and I'm, I'm not saying yeah. no for for certain, right? Like very, very possibly, very probably, he does continue on because. He does make statements that indicate that he believes that the money is owed to him by no, them I think he's- afterwards. But um, the cops definitely bring another level of necessity to him collecting that money, you know, and that's a very clear, obvious place for it. But I think yeah. he was also going to set them up. He'd already stole one of their badges and killed Val. He was never going to give them the money. Like no, he, no, he, that's he used sure. that gun and... That's what I'm saying is so he wasn't going after the syndicate for the because of the police pressure because he, he could have framed them at any time. He already had the gun. He already had the badge and opportunity before he goes in there. Yeah. And they tell him to go get the money. He's he's got them set up. Yeah, okay. He could go out the back alley and fucking give the, you know, and give the phone, the police or phone. Well, who yeah, is it? Internal affairs and turn them in. Put him back in jail if he didn't fucking get that money for him. And the only yeah. reason he was yeah. in the street was because of that. Other little details, too. I'm just thinking about it. Like, the fact that he could pickpocket that cop. We already saw him pickpocket early in the movie, so established. Um, that uh, The other cool scene is we've already seen him shake a few people down, how he treated Rico. Um, uh, when he came I like to his interrogation methods. Yeah, yeah so then, but then he goes, awesome. he goes to see Stegman, <laughs> and the, the guy at the counter gives him the attitude, and you just see Mel Gibson like look disappointed for a sec, and then they just cut ahead, because you know he kicked the shit out of that guy, obviously, and made him bleed. Yeah. So, like, the, the movie, like, through the first, like, hour and a bit, I'd say, like, it moves very swiftly and with a purpose. Oh, it trucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, um, that's what I mean. This and it's is like all a- real interesting. This is a 50-50 for me. Like they, it was a 50 or even 60 or 70% good. And then the, the last 30% was bad. And So we should say we watched the director's cut of this, which didn't come out till 2006. Uh, the, they, the, the studio fired the director um, and, and released their own cut because they thought his cut was too dark. Um, 
So I we watched we watched a more recent the directorial more dark cut. So if this isn't your your memory of this movie, do rewatch that cut. Um, which is apparently that was the only one we could find too. Yeah, true story. Yeah, it's um, not exactly available. We had to rent it from Cineplex. Your mileage may kid. vary in depending what country you're from, though. Like everyone seems yeah, to true be that. different selection. But I feel like a lot of the problems that were were in the original cut that know, were in this though too. No, no, fair. I can't say for certain, but this guy got fired like three days after winning an Academy Award for L.A. Confidential. What was the movie? Yeah, oh. he wrote Mystic River too. So he was like, oh, he, he was thinking, he's like, he's like, LA things are definitely not going well, but there's no way they can fire me after winning an Academy Award. And yeah. uh, literally, he won Guess the award again. on Saturday, and like Tuesday, they fucking let him go. Well, if he won, wrote L.A. Confidential, <clears throat> the screenplay, I would highly recommend. It's interesting because I I recently watched that again. And uh, I highly recommend it uh, to rewatch that. And we should uh, add that to the I, list because I, I always yeah, liked it. Yeah, because I like to hear you guys' opinions. Yeah, I always liked it. Uh, it's, yeah, I always did too. So it was it's really little, interesting. It's a little long, maybe. Um, would I surprise uh, you guys if I told you that this movie cost ninety million? Yeah, that's surprising. This doesn't seem like a ninety million dollar movie. It's got to be most even if you're salaries. paying Mel twenty. Even if you're paying Mel twenty. Crazy Hands Coburn's probably getting three for his role. Chris oh, that's a huge budget for my suits. Don't shoot my suits, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really, really, really large budget for the time. This when the time when this came oh, out. Yeah, it made 160. Made 160. So didn't quite double, which I'm sure was disappointing for them. But I, I like when movies like this get made. Um, they're a little edgy. They're a little darker. I've always liked, you know, the crime, the crime syndicate. Uh, revenge stories they're all always interesting even if some of the characters are piece of shit um i don't know through most of this movie they did a pretty good job of uh making porter the man and then just yeah closer to the end he does some questionable things and you're like what's happening what does it all mean does anyone want to call us do we have any more to discuss i don't know uh i don't want to call it first i could tell you that i want to hear what your guys final thoughts are because i'm kind of on the fence here I, I, you know what? I would have been closer to calling it a hold up hadn't we also discussed the what Porter's character does after Val gets killed, which changes his character so significantly in a negative way. Um, his cold blooded murders which, and everything. It's yeah, it just puts such a bad taste in my mouth. And then all of the syndicate stuff whether it was them turning on Val even though someone was trying to kill him and breaking into their business to Mel Gibson's fucking magic show at the end of the movie where everybody (laughs) just fucking goes along with whatever playbook he had written in his brain or on a napkin at a bar or something. Uh, Yeah, I I would have said if we would have stopped this movie after he killed Val, I would have said it held up. I would have 100% just said this movie holds up. It would have been a little short, (laughs) but I would have said it held up. I mean, that would have been my only complaint. But yeah, no, after he kills Val, the worm turned for me. And and once again, this this movie built a lot of credit with me because I liked the characters. I had good comedy. uh, You know, it had some great scenes that are super memorable. The action was good. So I, I built up all this credit. And somehow managed to fucking spend all that credit and go negative before the end of the movie. 
So I cannot see it holds up. <laughs> That's this is a real interesting, clear example of this happening again, falling prey to the Indiana Jones syndrome. Indiana Jones one did did a similar thing, like all the stuff after he after they steal the the ark. Um, then it like the weird shit on the boat and the fucking submarine, which erases all the stealing of the ark and all that shit. This movie has very much in common with that. And I, I can't disagree with anything Colin said because it, Mel Gibson helps too. Like they sell it. Everybody sells it as the, these characters. They establish a lot of everything really clearly up front. You know what you're dealing with. You get little bits. You get enough humanity to keep you pulling along. And then they're just like, couldn't, fig- couldn't quite figure out how to end this. I think they, they must have suffered. Someone must have raised it. Like, is this a problem to kill Val now? There's all this other shit that happens and it all happens like quickly and dispassionately. Um, bombs are not, I don't know, are bombs personal? I don't know. God damn, their own bomb too. It's hard. I mean, they I, probably thought they were being clever by killing him early and that it was kind of a twist or something, but I just... <sighs> Like from what you guys said, I agree. No, he's he's it, it, the money mattered more to him, and yeah, and I like maybe I, it's not bad that he maybe still wanted to get the money, but I don't know. It, it, it's just so disappointing because I like so much of this movie so much. So much of this movie is right up my alley. Like just just <laughs> Mel Gibson, so good gunplay, good lots of crazy guns in this, lots of Smith and Wessons, lots of old stuff. It, it's uh, it doesn't hold up though. You can't deal with that ending. It just can't. It's so. It's, it's yeah. Sad. It's not. It, it's not. And it's not just the ending though. Like the more I think about it, it is they betray his character. Well, like, yeah. Whenever, like the whole. Whenever by the it last comes down hour. to just money, whenever it comes down to just money, that's such a weak motivation for a character. It's boring. It's greedy. It's like Brent said. It takes away his humanity or his his morals. Like. And like so, that's what you did. You made this great character, and then you fucked him over in it, the end. He wasn't doing him. it. He doesn't have morals, really. But no, but he doesn't do it to be with Rosie. He doesn't do it because it's the right thing to do. Uh, he already did the right thing with Val, and so then it just goes on, and it 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 really wrecks him. Like subconsciously, I guess I, I've I've known that the mo- ending in this movie always left me so dissatisfied. I think even in 1999. Um, and this is kind of like a period piece maybe now would be the way that it goes. Um, 150 grand, they're going to Canada. They're just not going to make it very far. Yeah. So the other thing too, like I think about these two in their future, like what's that going to be like? She going to turn tricks in Canada while he like works at a coffee shop? Like it doesn't, it doesn't bode well. Um, well, she definitely definitely stops banging because he makes that line that after they slept together. um, Yeah, true. He was, he was afraid that she was going to go back to it. It also makes him kind of dumb too, because because he's like before he just wanted his one his seventy grand from Val, but now he's like, okay, I killed Val, saved the girl that I love. Now I'm gonna go after a whole huge mafia syndicate organization for seventy thousand dollars, yeah, and I'm gonna kill one of their main head figureheads, and then fucking tell the the bigger boss that I want my fucking seventy. It doesn't. It it's not. It doesn't make any sense. It, like no one would do that. Like no. he's smarter than that. They make him yeah. into a smart, clever, savvy guy, and then they turn him to kind of like someone who's just, not that smart. He's so principled, he's blind to his smartness. It's like, yeah. 
It's not about anything. Dumb. I won't sleep with you because I need $70,000 first, right? That's what it was about. <laughs> it's weird. It makes it weird because that's what I believed. He was, it, it, But it wasn't about the revenge because he didn't need revenge on the syndicate. Um, Val didn't work for them when he fucked him over. Killed him, yeah, no. So, like, they have nothing to do with it. And I see why he said to Val, tell tell them that like to give it back. Like, that's your thing. But then Mel's like, I'll make it my thing. <laughs> To, and to hell with the rest. Um, yeah, it just it doesn't it doesn't work. Even though it's carried out good, like he gets his payback and he gets paid back, so the title is accurate in both regards. <laughs> and like all all the bad guys die, and he gets away with the girl. Right? So you look at it on paper, and it seems like all the things that happened needed to happen. Like tick him off the boxes. Boom! That Val's dead. Yeah, that big syndicate boss dead. Boom! Did he get his seventy grand? He got one hundred and forty. Fuck yeah! Does he get the girl? Oh yeah, not the not this skanky uh, drug addict wife he got the hot hooker it's like yeah where are they going Canada for paying guys payback yeah. his wife is dead zero divorce now. yeah right and happen. like don't worry about the cheating because she was a drug addict so you don't got to worry about that Bam. so no it doesn't hold up ultimately too bad too bad like so much potential 70% good and then it's just like we went off the fucking cliff shame it is a shame. Brent, what do you I, got? What do you got, Brent? Fond memories. Fond memories. Well, so some of the problems, I'm wondering. So let me ask you this. Did you guys know that this was a remake? Nope. Okay, so this is a remake Not from surprised. a movie from the 60s, I think, called Point Blank. Ooh. Now, Point Blank was a movie made based off of a series of novels, um, which was based off of this fucking criminal character porter this career criminal right all right so i'm wondering if some of these problems are because they were devoted to the source material because either and and actually i would like to see point blank because i'd like to see what that's about but the thing is is that this um i feel like some of these problems like his going through the outfit or just some of the stuff that he's put through or or does in this movie is just a tradition almost you know what i mean just trying to be consistent with the character who he is and i'm not saying that that makes it good or bad but i'm wondering if that's maybe part of the origin of some of those decisions i wonder if it's like man against the system is what it ends up being he has to take down the syndicate he can't just it's not even about the money that's luck and it wasn't just about val it was about taking down the criminal org like it doesn't make sense but maybe that's more like it was and he but he never i I wouldn't change my mind I wouldn't no, change my mind right. if there was um, this as source material, but it would explain if there's a few novels. I could see how this would be several plot lines put together into one movie and just some rewriting, get some interwoven. You know, I'd feel I'd ease off on my criticism a bit if that was the if that's the case. If it was borrowed think, heavily from, I think but we can assume that that's pass. the case. Yeah, yeah sure. But for me, I would. For me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Ma- people are like, the Matrix Two is good because did you see the cartoon? It's just like, no, that doesn't make the fucking <laughs> Matrix Two a good fucking movie because the cartoon explains no, something that wasn't in no, the fucking I'm movie. I'm not saying that it it's makes either in it the good movie or, or it's not. I'm saying that it explains the behavior. Yeah, yeah, it explains the explains why they fucked up, but it's still a fuck up. <laughs> It doesn't even explain why they fucked up. Yeah, they does. like once again, it's it doesn't. It's not an explanation for why they fucked up. It's it's like no, because we don't even know what that shit was. We none of us have seen it or read it. We have no That's clue. True. No, and we don't know if it actually was. Assumption. 
Yeah, we are. We We're are. Just it could be. A, it could be a Colin straight hates remake. Assumptions. He hates. Uh, he hates theoreticals. It's true. No fun to be had. I just. I, I hate when people defend. Don't movies, dream your dreams. Bad movies. I hate when people defend bad movies by saying, "Well, did you read the book, or did you see something, or did you read this article?" Yeah, it's like I don't fucking. That's it, not at it's all a bad movie. It's was. a good movie. That's not what this was. No, okay. he's not saying. I, I don't think you guys yeah. are actually fighting about this. I so want to fight don't no. in each other's throats. We made it the whole way through. Come on, because I'm in the middle of my side. shit here. I'm waiting for Brent to go. Yeah, we can't go. Me and John didn't turn. Me Stop and John saying provocative things. I'm just fucking around. Ask you guys a question. We did. We did, we did yeah, interrupt right. Brent. Yeah. All right. Oh, you did ask us a question. Yeah. It's Brent's fault. Yeah. Off the hook. Yeah. Fucking goddamn Brent. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm. This movie's tough because I fucking like it, man. I like watching this movie. I'll watch yep. it again. I have fond memories of it. I remember loving it when I was young, and I, yep. I did. I fucking liked it the whole way through. Now Porter's super enjoyable. You do cheer for him. The fucking movie tagline was "Get ready to root for the bad guy." I do. Right. Yep. I fucking I am completely in love with Lucy Liu. She's almost uh, makes the movie hold up just because she's unbelievably <laughs> hot in this movie. Um, it's got a lot of big names. Everyone portrays who they portray really well. The cops are are fucking super unpleasant and hateable. Stegman is exactly who you'd want him to be. The David fucking Pamer. all of the bad guys. Um, yep. above Val are great and Val's great and like everybody as a character is fucking great right you can question the choices but the characters themselves seem pretty good actually except for that yep. fucking bad guy's kid which is just such a magoo he doesn't <laughs> fucking belong there at least make yeah, him slap some waitresses dead. asses or something so I'm like oh okay this guy's fucking obviously a douche right I'm, I'm, I'm fucking delaying because I still don't know <laughs> Keep going then, man. Talk it out. Well, Jesus. So let's fucking go through it. Like you say, the beginning of this movie is fucking completely enjoyable, right? There's some yep. things that fucking immediately build uh, Porter's character. That whole, So we've been talking about this a lot lately, actually, with a lot of the movies that we've been watching. We've been talking about how quick we get to know these guys, right? Think about yep. Boondock. Everyone was like, well, we had a little bit of a debate, but I feel like I was probably on the losing end of it about these guys and how well we fucking know them getting to know them through the beginning of the movie. It's like, who the fuck are they? Why are they doing this? No one knows anything. This movie, you know Porter instantly. He instantly. Fucking, he, he's laying on the table, getting those bullets pulled out. You get the impression that he's a hard man. Then you see he heals up five months later. He hits the street, and like you cannot keep this guy down, right? Within fucking uh, an afternoon, he has... Picked a guy's pocket, turned that into a thousand dollars cash, a fresh meal, a brand new suit, a gun. Um, you know, he's rolling. You fucking know Porter. You cheer for him. Yep. It just fucking that Val dying early fucking but shit really kills me. I don't even mind that Lucy Liu's gang is brought in. Like that stuff that's that you were saying kind of bugs you. To me, is not a problem. I don't know about bugs. It just I wondered if those characters were we're throwing into the mix. And you're talking about the stuff you're talking about. That's all good is once again, the 70%, it's the fucking credit that they buy. Totally. If, um, that's what Bruce I mean. Bruce Willis's like, character in Unbreakable with 30 minutes left in the movie decided he was only going to save people if he could get fucking money for it. Then that movie <laughs> wouldn't have held up. Like you can't just fuck over Bruce Willis's character. But that's not making it all about this money. Isn't the, this isn't the, uh, these aren't equivalents at all. 
Bruce Willis is a moral character and he doesn't do anything for the money. He does everything because it's right, right? He's, he pursues a moral truth every time. Porter's thing from the beginning of the movie, the very first thing he talks about is pe- most people don't know how much their life is worth. I do, $70,000, and I'm going to get my $70,000. He never in that movie goes out for love. That's never what it's about. He he meets back up with that girl as a as a stepping stone to finding his way to Val, right? He doesn't That's go true. to her first. He goes to his wife first. Like it's never about love for him. It is about duty, and his duty is that seventy thousand dollars. He's also a complete fucking uh, opposed to authority. The guy fucking obviously hates it. He's a career criminal. Everything he does is opposing it. He can't even fucking deal with the outfit. He's going to go through them to God be damned for that 70,000. I get the feeling he doesn't have a lot to live for. Yeah, I I get that sense too. The way you're saying it now, I guess there was no there was no hiding it like that the movie's about the 70 grand no matter what. It's always the been. revenge on Val is is not is not even unambiguously not his goal, although that's his path. It's just that's but the guy that all, has his money. I still don't like that, but uh, especially for how much I end up hating Val. But I, I hear what you're saying, and, and it actually is quite clear up front about that. But for the first 70% of the movie, you get a sense that for him, it is about the money, but there's also something underneath it that he is does have principles and morals. But then he just starts shooting people that are defenseless but and blowing up hotels really have filled with innocent we people. We just see him... We just see that usually the people that are on the wrong side of his behavior are bad guys because that's who he's chasing right now to get his shit. Right at the beginning of the movie, first thing he does is he robs a fucking innocent guy blind. Then he fucking pickpockets this fucking homeless guy off the street for three bucks. Or he does that first, sorry. The three bucks is immediate. And you, yeah. and like we said, we can assume that he knows that guy's a fucking scam artist, but we don't know for sure. So let's move yep. forward to the innocent guy he pickpockets. Then he fucks over the waitress, steals her smokes, and takes his change back. He is continuously fucking unethical in a dirtbag. Yeah. Stealing 20 cents, having though, a code and fucking is different from having a moral. Isn't, isn't the same as that's killing true. someone that's, that has no weapon defenselessly in cold blood and then kidnapping these, someone else's like son said, and these, then blowing up a but fucking like we hotel. Said, these guys are criminals. They're career criminals um, also. And... If you're talking about fucking mafia guys, which is who these guys are, although they don't seem to have any henchmen around ever, um, this doesn't feel outside of his code. It's not like he's blowing away fucking pedestrians. He's blowing away people in the game. They know what the score is. But now you're you're arguing with yourself because you were the one who pointed out the fact that he shot someone in cold blood. Yes, I'm saying that. Was that was your comment. I'm saying that makes I it, agreed with I'm you. I'm saying that makes but now it hard. Can I fucking finish? That's what makes it hard <laughs> to cheer for him is because he's killing people in cold blood. What I'm saying is that he's never un- inconsistent with that part of himself in the movie. Mm. So it's my... I know, it's just... Those things can exist together. Hmm. It's so, just contradicting everything that I actually agreed with you earlier. You're now contradicting and saying why? that it's okay that he did those things and it doesn't make him unlikable. That's not what I said at all. I just so I literally just said it makes him unlikable. I literally just said that right before you said that I didn't say Okay, it. yeah. So for the first 70% of the movie, he was likable. Why are you debating my fucking call? It's my call. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not debating your call. I'm just saying for the first set, the difference is for I the guess first no, debate my call. That's exactly what this is. Fight me. 
<laughs> no, I'm just saying he's likable, and for the last 30%, he's unlikable. That's actually a really good point. Right? I think that, that that is what it is, is I don't like him that much at the end of the movie anymore, and I really liked him at the beginning. So is yeah. it, are we wrong to have liked him then? Is he really such a big piece of shit that we shouldn't have liked him at all, and we were just That's fooled? a good question, too. You I don't even know. like this guy. That's a great question. If we're looking at this from a standpoint of real life, and forget about the dramatization around him, you don't like this guy. I'm guessing no. in the novel, there's a lot more silver linings to his character. Do you know what I mean? A lot more save the cats where you're like, okay, he's he not all bad. bad people. Yeah. yeah. But here that is not the case. And I mean, career criminals never hurt only bad guys unless they're fucking, what's his name from, uh, from the wire. Yeah. Omar. <laughs> who's Omar like one of the best ever. So yeah. to me, I don't know, man, I fucking struggle with this. I know I've been talking for like 15 minutes about whether it holds up or not, but I fucking no, it's, really, it's interesting. I like this movie, man. I like this movie. I like watching it and it feels like I should say it doesn't hold up, but fuck it. I'm just going to say it does hold up because I like watching it and I don't feel like the end part was unenjoyable. And for me, if I'm talking about a movie holding up and not, I'm talking about whether it was a good fucking watch. Was that a good hang for those two hours? Yes, it was. I enjoyed it. The movie, we all fucking liked it. And, um, Despite these problems, it doesn't make it not enjoyable. It doesn't fall apart for me. Do you know what? That text at the end of Unbreakable ruins the end of the movie for me more than this bomb does. Uh, not me, but I wanted to stop watching the movie about like, like very, I didn't, I wanted to turn it off. I wouldn't have finished the movie if I was watching it with you guys. I would have never finished it. I would have never got to the end. Well, that's not a very good hold. <laughs> I was only doing it for the show. I was only doing it for the show. <laughs> I just because it it, well, it, it takes a big shitty it takes a big shitty turn on it yeah. and that's fine if you think it holds up but like <laughs> no I, I I disagree with that statement yeah. I, I won't watch this movie is, again it clearly yeah <laughs> this is a weird one that I I don't think holds up but I I will watch this again at some point because that's I don't what know, I'm saying did you do you like this movie John I I find this movie to be a fun watch um I just I really don't like the end at all and it's like so it is like i'm able to put a finger on it now having watched it this most recent time is is it's the 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 death of val everything after that there's some cool elements to the plan but i can't rationalize or make sense of it in my head and that doesn't leave me no it could be this movie could be way better like i said if they if they take that val shit put at the end if val is continuing to be the bad guy through the movie and they build that way this movie has fucking got a lot a lot a lot more going for it yeah but Everything's so simple. Everything's so simple too. It's they get way too complicated and try to get into the details of all of this shit. The the reason the first seventy percent of this movie is good is because it's so simple. It's so simple what his objective is, what he's doing, yeah. who everybody is, and and how the movie goes and it moves quickly. And at the end, it just get bogged down into these muddy details that and things that don't make sense and characters' motivations. I feel like it just all gets really. For me. I feel it might be because I, I because I like it enough because I have a good enough time with the characters and the, and the the movie that it that these details aren't enough to ruin it for me. Because that's the thing with Rush Hour. Rush Hour is not a good movie, but I fucking have such a good time with those characters yeah. through the movie that I'm carried through. And even if but, you consider Crazy Hand Coburn's fucking little bit in this movie, for the little bit he's in it, it's fucking super good. He's super enjoyable to watch, right? And it's yeah. it's like it's just a connection of fun. It's fun and then more fun and then more fun. And if you don't think about it too much, which movies like this you're definitely not supposed to, it's yeah, a fucking good true. time. Yeah, it just, yeah... 
And I'm just the weird type of person that does think about it just that little bit more. Because I, I wanted more out of it, I guess. So this would be one where it just disappoints me by the end because it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. I don't mind, like, leave leave the story with them two of them driving off into the sunset. I don't care if they say they're going for pancakes in Canada. Maybe that's an inside joke, meaning they're going to go 69 at the closest Motel 6. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, but if the fir- but I disagree with that because the first parts of the movie were s- so well written and smart. Yes, that to say to say that you don't think about this movie, well, like the f- the first seventy percent I could think about as much as I wanted, and it all made sense. But the last thirty percent, none of it makes sense. So that's like unfair. So like you get to you get to write a good solid movie and then fuck around at the end, just <laughs> like and. Just it's just lazy. I just I it's just lazy. You're to not me. wrong, man. You're the, not wrong about that. You're not wrong. I just at hate all. the laziness of the writing because like how did you carry off that first section so well? And then you just were like, Well, now we have to have him do this. Well, why? It doesn't make any sense. Well, whatever, he has to do it. And he has to do this. And then and then these people have to do that so he can do this. It's just like that's <laughs> the thing that drives me nuts about writing like this. Yeah, and yeah. I guess the momentum is, carried me. But you're right. You are totally right. They do yeah. fucking totally take a vacation at the end of this movie. I, I have to constantly think, like, does the 70%, the good, the great of the 70%, can it can it hold up the remaining 30? And it's... It, to me, it does. Just, to me, it, to it, me it, that there's too many extreme moves things. well enough that it just rolls... Like I said, I'm not saying the end it, of this movie is good in terms of It's speed bumps. Yeah, no, there's huge speed bumps here. Yeah, that, that's what happens though. Is you're trucking along and it's so smooth, it's almost like glass. And then all of a sudden, these gigantic bumps start coming. I understand. And the then as each one bump. comes, <laughs> but no, but as each one comes, like you go up and over it, and it's <laughs> uncomfortable, <laughs> and it slows you down. <laughs> but but and then so then you have to think, and then you're like, and then the next thing goes, and you're like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. Here. Oh my god, and it just it snowballs. Yeah. Yeah, all the way to the end. All, snowballs to the end. Excellent breakdown of speed bumps. <laughs> yeah, but like, how that can I just can't be satisfied? If I'm I know, at the end of the movie agree. leaving unsatisfied, yeah, that's then. Colin that's the biggest, has been that's made the biggest thing here. Enraged by my uh, statements. I can it's see he's a, like I'm not he's like staring at the table. He's like looking down, like spinning his finger around, like how the fuck can this happen? How the fuck can this be the case? <laughs> I how guess, do I live I in just, a world I, where this happened? I just feel like you talked yourself into a hold up. You 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 knew you wanted to say it didn't hold up, but you had to talk yourself into a way of saying no, it held up. I was trying up, to talk myself I, both ways. I I didn't know which way to go because honestly, I like I fucking like watching this movie. At the end of watching this movie, I was like, that was fun. Yeah, I, I agree with that 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 too. Like most of this, it was really fun. It was really fun to watch it with you guys. We had a blast watching this movie together. So. Um, we'll have to find a way to bring the experience of watching a there's, movie with us. There's uh, four to the or world. five really, there's four or five really, really memorable scenes that I would, I would fucking steal our, our, our take and turn into something else for sure. Like, yeah, I, I love the Lucy Lou, the yeah. Lucy Lou, his the relationship between Lucy Lou and him. That that that's one of the best things in this movie was there those two characters. Yeah, I really liked them. I enjoyed them, and and I hated and I liked hating that guy. Mm. Like you guys said, once he dies, I almost turned. I'm just like, if this movie is over, I I wonder what <laughs> how long it is into the movie that he dies. Man, we'll I, think there's, good, I think there's a good. I think there's a good half hour. There's a good half least. hour left. Yeah, at least, and I, I think this say. movie's two hours. 
So I guess like from from Val dying, they they have to go get Johnny and do all that shit. So this might not be a Humpty Dumpty. If you think about it, if you if this is a two hour and some movie and you cut the movie short when Val dies, you could have probably saved this. No, yeah, but this is an hour forty minute movie. Dumpty because Val dies way too early, and I don't feel like you have enough footage or anything else to put back together the scenes that you need to stretch the Val stuff. But you said it hold up, so it can't be Humpty Dumpty. I'm talking from your perspective. (laughs) I'm able to put myself in other people's shoes. Should try it out. I'm I'm an empathetic guy like that. Yeah. All right. I I I, I don't think it's Humpty Dumpty though. This is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Very interesting. I'm perplexed. It's it is difficult. It's it's good, and I like I enjoy most of it. It it does not. I don't think for me hold up. Holds up for Brent. Does not hold up for Colin. Fuck this. Although you know what doesn't hold up. Mel's racism. Let's talk about it. Wow. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> Has racism in this movie? No. no. Just in real life. There's the tip of the day. Thanks, everybody. I think Old Boy's up next. That's going to be a super fun one. Yes. Our is that first, next? Our yes. first foreign film. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, we're doing a lot of revenge stuff. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, it's great. I love watching the revenge stuff. It's uh, obvious as to what's supposed to be happening. What's obvious here is we're torn on this movie. Are you surprised? Do you like Payback? Well, fuck you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, payback's great. Uh, check out Old Boy coming up next week. Sunday, noon Mountain Time is when we're going to drop that one. It's been great having you. Thanks for coming out. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.